0: What's up, manga fans? It's your boy, the Hollywood Kid, back at it again for the Weird Science Manga and Anime Podcast. Me and the Like That Legion going Dragon Haunted this week. Oh my goodness. Yes, indeedy, because you know what we do here, here at Weird Science Manga and Anime Towers, where the magic happens, and on the Like That Manga Read This Manga Show what we do here is we go back and we take a look at whatever manga that we was discussing on the Manga Monday episodes this week hot off the presses Manga Monday episodes oh my goodness it went straight to the general feed because that's how we do it on the Manga Monday business so i don't even need to pimp out the patreon for once but you know you know you know what to do you head on over to the weird science manga patreon and you get the 14 early access episodes you've heard that You've heard that before, you know how to do it. Show your love, oh my goodness, we do appreciate it. But it was a hot after the presses title this week, For the Hunters Guild Red Hood. Oh my goodness. And this was a new title for the Shonen Jump. Uh, and we enjoyed it quite a bit, me and Jim. We enjoyed a lot of things about it. We enjoyed I uh, had a very unique, uh, kind of heavy art style that I, I especially liked quite a bit, and Jim enjoyed as well. And we did like the characters. We had uh, the gem... Grimm and even the Gem Mare. A lot of potential gems in that first chapter. And really what I really enjoyed was the quirky little contraptions, the hunter gadgets that Grimm utilized. Uh, They were very fun, very creative. So uh, a lot of imagination on display uh, and I'm very excited to see what, and I'm very excited to see more uh, going forward with chapter two going on. Uh, So good stuff and we had high scores for that one as well. But here's the thing. Dear listener, if you remember, if you read along and you read chapter one, you'll remember right at the start, right at the start of chapter one, Grim was saying, oh, you remember about all them dragons that used to fly in the sky? We hunted them down, and now they're all extinct. Oh, my goodness. So, as soon as I read that, ding-a-ling, there you go. The gears started turning in my head for potential comparisons. Oh, my goodness, my job was already done, because... They're talking about hunting dragons, and as it turns out, there is a manga all about hunting dragons. What are the chances? Oh my goodness, what a quinky dink. And I haven't read it before, so I figured this was as good a time as any to jump on and see what all this dragon hunting business is all about. Oh my goodness. So yes, we're going to have for the recommendation this week, the hunting slash food wars manga slash... Bit of Monster Hunter in there. It's a a, a lot of different things. It's very interesting. But it is Drifting Dragons. So, yes, here we go with Drifting Dragons Volume 1. Story and art by Taku Kuwabara. Oh, my goodness. We do see some crazy dragons and some cool dudes looking very steampunk-esque on the cover. Big steampunk vibes. You know, that kind of, like, goggles and, like, Pistons and airships and all that stuff. I I don't know a lot about the steampunk myself, uh, in case that wasn't abundantly clear. But uh, you, can, you can imagine that kind of vibe going off, and a funky-looking dragon as well. Uh, and this is Chapter 1, the Quinzaza. Ooh, which is the name of this funky little airship, steamship dealie that we have going on here. And we do get a couple of color pages to kick things off. We do see the Quinzaza soaring in the sky... And our main protagonist here, Mika, he is all suited and booted, got his goggles and his hat on. He's ready to go dragon hunting, or as they call it, as they say it in the business, Draking. Ooh, now I don't know if it's like, it, it, that's D or A K I N G. So I don't know if that's Draking or Draking. I think Draking sounds better. So we'll go with Draking. Uh, But that's what they're doing. They're draking the dragons is what they're doing. Oh my goodness. And we have Mika here and uh, they've spotted a dragon and they've actually got a dragon tethered onto the the hooks here. The little harpoon dealies. Uh, And they're being dragged into the clouds by the dragon uh, and people are just shouting orders, getting ready for the bomb lances. They're going to go hunting the dragons, doing some drakings. And this is chapter one. The Quinzaza. We do have, if you flip if you flip it sideways uh you do have some nice little color pages here with the with the whole crew in a horizontal uh in a horizontal page here, and it's nice looking you already get an idea of like who's who you know you can see like the chefs and you can see the the main it looks like the main hunter dudes are all dressed in blue, and then you have like the chef and then maybe like. the the cleanup crew or the maintenance crew so you get an idea of this like quirky little bunch uh, on board the Quinzaza already and a lot of eccentric faces and quirky character designs there's a lot to kind of get excited about already I'm liking a lot of the looks here now of course before we get down to business I forgot to mention that this is a Kodansha title so normally you can Go on to the Codancho website and you can check out a crispy free preview of uh, any of the Codancho titles. The whole first chapter one should be available to read for free so you can get that little taste. But unfortunately, I had a look on the website and it appears that the the, the old preview is gonks on this one, unfortunately. It doesn't look like it, you load it up and it says page one of one. So maybe that's just not working for me. Maybe this is just my phone or something. I don't know what's going on but it doesn't appear that the the preview's working for this one. But of course, you know, if you're if you're a savvy customer, which I know you are, dear listener, you can head on over to your favorite digital storefront of choice, I don't know, Comixology, your BookWalkers, maybe even your your Kindles, whatever, and I'm sure they'll have a free preview there so you can get a get a little taste of the art cuz really the art here, uh, first impressions, the art really does stand out. It has a very unique style. Uh, and it's very it's very fun to see. That, that kind of steampunk vibe going forward um, really grabs your attention. But we'll see if anything else grabs our attention as we continue. Oh, my goodness. But we do see this little ship here, the Quinzazah, getting dragged along by this funky dragon-looking dude. Now, the dragon is still in the shadows or in the clouds, so we haven't got a full look at it yet. Uh, but it's got mm, pointy scales and such, you know, uh, like the dragons do. And there are, there's a big commotion. They're trying to they're trying to get a hold of the situation. And they're kind of worried that if the dragon ends up diving back into the clouds, they're going to be stuck because they're going to get dragged down with it. But they don't want to hurt it too much. They don't want to fire too many harpoons or bomb lances because that will ruin the flavor of the dragon. Ooh, a little bit of food wars in here unexpectedly because they are the dragon connoisseurs. We do see there is some chefs on board, so they do like the cookings of the dragons too. So they don't want to damage the flavor too much. Which results in one of the dudes here, Mika, our main character, he goes a little bit crazy. He's cavalier about the whole thing because he jumps onto one of the cables and he kind of he kind of slides down it on his little winch dealie. And he slides down and he lands on the dragon in a very cool double page spread. And then we do see him just kind of surfing on top of the dragon. Very cool in the clouds. And he's very happy. He gets a big whiff, big sniff. Ooh, smells tasty, delicious. And then, shunk, he lands his little harpoon dealy right into the dragon and that takes out the dragon pretty, pretty humanely, but uh, also keeping that taste so he's very happy with that, and everybody on board they're very surprised, oh my goodness, I can't believe Mika did that, he finished it off, lower the hooks, and then one of the other Drakers, one of the other Dragon Hunters, she's watching, and she's thinking, so this is Draking, oh my goodness, she's very impressed, this is the Greenhorn Takeda that we're going to meet later on, and I tell you what, I think she's I think she's got strong gem potential, ladies and gentlemen. Cute as a bun. Oh, my goodness. But the job is done. They get it all hooked up, and they're towing it away here on the big airship. Uh, And this is where one of the other Drakers, Jiro... I don't know if it's a he or she. It's very hard to tell, because it's got a long hairstyle, so it could be either. And the uniform kind of works both ways. But uh, this Jiro, they end up saying... You're nuts jumping on a dragon that can still fight. What are you doing, Mika? Jeez Louise. But that's just kind of the, the crazy, out-of-control draker that Mika is. Whoa. And then we get a little bit of the background here. Soaring across every corner of the skies as her crew plies their train. The Quinzaza is one of the few draking ships still in operation. And we do see it has landed and the whole crew is out kind of descaling and Getting the dragon ready for cooking and all this jazz. And it continues. Taking to the air in pursuit of dragons, her crew butchers their quarry's meat and sells their spoils to the locals. So this is what they're doing. They're prepping the meat, prepping all the oils and the livers and all this jazz. Without any port to call home, they ride the winds, chasing shadows in the clouds as they journey ever onward so it's got a very kind of fairy tale steampunky like grand adventure vibe already uh even like with that kind of storybook fable narration going on here it's very neat and this whole time we do see they're all getting all the different parts of the dragon they're kind of harvesting the dragon and all these different bits there's cooking there's a, it seems to be a market fair kind of like a a, a fishmonger's market a dragonmonger's market and they're doing wheeling and dealing. They're selling the livers. They're selling the oils. Dragon oil can be used for the cookings and for lighting the lamps. So it's very versatile. Uh, and we do see that they're all having a good time. Greenhorn Takita, she is running off doing her job. And then she notices the weird eccentric Mika standing by the carcass, uh, chopping off some of the some of the meat on the bone and... Going to chomp down on it. And oh my goodness, what are you doing, Mika? You can't be doing that. Skipping work to steal the food is wrong. And before she can finish, mm, she gets a piece of meat shoved in her face by Mika. And Mika explains, I'm not stealing it. It was meat on the bone. It was just going to go to waste. Sounds like an excuse to me. So we do have a nice bit of back and forth between Mika and Tequila here. I think these two could be like our main little dynamic duo going forward. And they do have some nice back and forth. But she's surprised. Oh my goodness, the dragon meat, it even tastes good raw. Wow. And then we do see, uh-oh, the jig is up. Jiro notices all this shenanigans. Hey, you're not working. You got a lot of nerve, Greenhorn. You can't just be stealing the scraps of the food. And then she's like, no, no, wait, it's, it was not what it looks like. It wasn't me. It was, it was mean old Mika. And then Mika, he's looking busy. He doesn't want to get uh, in trouble. So shenanigans. Oh my goodness. And then we do see those two getting chewed out. And then another girl, another one of the Drakers, Vanny, she's noticing them. So, you know, there's shenanigans. And you get it, like, this is all very subtle. This is just uh, the day-to-day life of the crew. But you get to kind of get an appreciation for the, the relationships going on here already and the different back-and-forths going on. And really, their everyday lives. So this is what they do. They, they're Drakers. They hunt the dragons, and then they go sell it in the market. And this is part of their everyday lives. This is business for them. But we do get an idea as well of how kind of these Drakers are treated by the rest of the world. Because it's all well and good that they get along as a crew. But maybe society isn't so fond of these Drakers. Because we do see Captain Gibbs here. Captain of the Quinzaza. He's trying to secure lodgings for his crew. He just wants them, now that they're on land, he wants them to all have a nice bed to sleep in. But the, the local inn owner... Or whoever he is, he isn't, uh, he isn't so fond of Drakers. He kind of thinks there's a mentality in the town that the Drakers, whenever they show up, trouble comes along with them because usually a dragon's always nearby. But then as Jiro hears this, Jiro kind of perks up and, sh- and she, he, they get annoyed because they're like, well, of course, you know, of course there's going to be dragons here. We hunt the dragons. And, and if we're hunting the dragons, that means we're making your town safer. Because if any dragons do show up, we're going to hunt them. So we're providing a service here. Jeez Louise, but they're kind of being ostracized for it. Drakers have a reputation of being kind of pirates and criminal types, lowlifes. That was what it was like back in the day. But we get the idea now that there's not a lot of Drakers going around left. The Quinzaza is one of the last Draking ships. And its crew are one of the last legit Drakers. And they seem to be all on the up and up. So it's not really fair that this... uh, This innkeeper is kind of throwing shade like this. Oh, my goodness. And Giro is getting very fired up about it. So it takes Gibbs to kind of step in and calm Giro down. Oh, okay. Don't worry about it, Mr. Local Innkeeper. It's fine. We're used to living on the ship. And then just let it go, Giro. But Giro is not happy. Gibbs. Jeez Louise. But Gibbs explains, the fact of the matter is our profession is hardly a respectable one. You take things too personally. So once again, there is something going on with this reputation with drakers, and you would think that they would be very popular. Like they're they're like big whaler uh, ships going on here. You think that they would be popular because they fly on in, they have a lot of the dragon supplies. The whole town is buying all the oils and the the meats and all this jazz. So you would think that they would have a sturdy reputation, but apparently not. So interesting stuff already being established here. And we do see the rest of the crew is slightly disappointed that, you know, they don't have secure lodgings for the evening. Poor Tequila. She just wanted to have a bath. She's worried that, oh my goodness, do I smell? And then Mika comes over, doesn't know personal boundaries. He starts sniffing Mika, just like he was sniffing the dragons earlier on. And this makes Tequila blush. Oh my goodness, what are you doing, Mika? You can't just smell people. Oh jeez. And we do get the idea that this Mika character, he's kind of like a Lone Ranger rugged, outdoorsy type, because he's like, well, if you want to sleep, if you want to stretch out, why don't you just sleep on the deck? Anywhere's a bed as long as you got a pillow. That's what I think about it. Anyway, oh my goodness. And everybody else in the crew is like, okay, okay, Mika. Not everyone is as thick-skinned as you are. He's real rugged type. Bear Grylls got nothing on dragon-hunting Mika here. But we do see that Mika has a plan. He's cooking up something. He all that work. Wedded his appetite, so he's going to cook up a little something-something. He's got some dragon steak, and apparently the crew's talking to Kina kind of whispers, "Oh, well, Mika's usually so quiet and spacey, but once he gets going about the food, he doesn't stop talking, does he? He really likes the dragon foods, and he's really passionate about it, and he knows his dragons. If there's one thing that's clear by the end of this chapter, is that Mika knows it all about the dragons. He knows he's the dragon whisperer, because he knows how to cook them, He knows how to hunt him. He knows how to do the whole lot. Oh my goodness. But we almost get a little bit of Food Wars preparation here. Because we do see him salting and peppering the meat. And then we do see him getting some crusty bread and dipping it in the water and cooking it a little bit. Cooking it on the pan. Turning it around. Sizzle, sizzle. Oh, smells so nice. Tasty dragon smell. And he rustles up a little dragon tail meat sandwich. Delicious, oh my goodness. And Tequila, she's got the water in mouths. Oh, this looks delicious. She gets jealous, she wants to have a bite. But no way, we can't share it, oh my goodness. But then trouble comes along, oh my goodness. Hey, a dragon's been sighted. Oh, the whole Draken team turns around, what's this? We've just received word that a dragon's been spotted over the next town. And the messenger is like, can you guys take care of it for us, please? But it's not that easy. They are drakers, but, you know, they just landed. We haven't even finished buttering the last dragon yet, and they haven't even refueled the ship, so it's not that easy at all. And Jiro explains, look, don't worry, dragons rarely attack people, and just because you spotted one doesn't mean that it's going to swoop down and take out the whole town. And this is where the innkeeper, maybe bear... I don't know, the dude who was not being so nice earlier on, he comes in and he's very worried. My daughter's family live in the town next over. If anything were to happen to them, oh my goodness. And then another guy says, aren't you supposed to be drakers, which is a bit rich, coming from them. And this is where Jiro snaps back. First you turn us away, and now you come back asking for help. Get a load of these guys. Jeez Louise. But this is where Mika steps up. He's finished his... Steak dragon tail sandwich, and he says, Let's go. It's just the town next over, so we can get by without refueling. We'll zip over, bring it down, and then come back. Same as always. We're Drakers. This is what we do. And then Vanny kind of chimes and she agrees if there's a dragon to hunt, we'll hunt. That's all there is to it. This is the Draken way of life. This is how it's done. And then this is where Catherine Gibbs, he's like, All right, then. Tequila. Tell the bridge to prepare for takeoff. They're about to go hunting some dragons. And this is where, yeah, okay, you know, they're going to do what they ask. But Gibbs is still, he's crafty. He's still going to try and shake a deal out of this all. Because he's saying, well, I got to say, that sounds like an awful lot of work just to sleep in the same old cramped cabin tonight. And this is where the innkeeper mayor duties. I know where he's. You'll have all the beds and baths that you'll ever need when you get back. And all the food and drink you could want. So they're going to get wined and dined if they can take out this dragon. Bada bing. So the crew's all ready to go. They're getting all anchored. They're raising anchors, releasing the mooring lines. Here we go. Leave the cargo on land. We're just going to go flying into the sky. And Meek is getting excited. I wonder what sort of dragon we'll run into this time. Ooh, he loves the huntings of the dragons. And then we move on. We do see... A lovely double-page splash of the airship back in the sky, the Quinzaza, coming across this crazy-looking dragon. This is the first time we've seen, like, a full shot of the dragon in the sky, and it's not your conventional dragon at all. It's got weird, like, squid wings and big antennae, and it's not like your typical dragon at all. It's a very unique design, and it's pretty cool. And it's flying right above the town, so they're all getting worried. The air feels tense. Something's up. And Mika notices that the dragon is raising its antennae. It's calling for another dragon. The dragon whisperer Mika, he notices all of these things. Oh my goodness. And even the rest of the crew is like, Mika's never wrong when it comes to the dragons. He knows it all, jeez. And then we do see the crew tries to get his attention, fire off some flares, but the dragon's not paying any attention. And they're, try- they're- and they're getting worried now, because if it's calling another dragon, if it's trying to attract another dragon, that means big trouble for the town. And they're not close enough yet to do any damage to it. Until Mika grabs one of these big giant harpoon guns and launches it. Boom, everybody's surprised out of nowhere. What are you doing, Mika? You're launching the harpoon guns? What if it rampages and levels the whole town? This could really tick off the dragon, and this could be bad news. But Mika, E has an idea. He's like, oh, well, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But then they all hear a big boom. They turn around. Mika's smiling. Looks like we don't have to worry about the town anymore. Because they have a bigger problem. They have the dragon on top of them. We turn the page, and we just see big teeth and tentacles and creepy stuff all looming over the crew. Everybody's panicking. It's latched onto the ship. Oh, no. And then it's almost like an octopus attack, because we have tentacles lashing out. Takita goes down, and this is where Mika the Gem saves her. He he shanks down one of, the, one of the tentacles. Get up. You can't be on the ground. And this is where the crew is kind of, they're on Blue's Clues now. Detective mode, they're trying to figure out what's going on. Why is the dragon so mad at us all of a sudden? I mean, they did fire a harpoon at it, but what's going on here? And Mika explains, yes, it is mad at us, that's why it's attacking us, because it turns out it has the same smell as the dragon that they caught this morning, and it means that this is probably the mother of the dragon that they've already cooked, they've already eaten. Uh Uh-oh, it looks like she knows what we did. Mom is pretty ticked off that we ate her baby. So Mika is getting straight down to business here, oh jeez. And this is where Tequila feels a little bit sad. as I was oh, well, that's the reason why she was calling somebody. I know this sounds naive, but I can't help but feel a little sorry for her. And then this is where Mika, no nonsense, he tells it like it is. Tequila, something tells me you've got the wrong idea about Draken. Dragons aren't helpless critters that don't fight back. If you're not prepared to take a life, then you'll lose your own. Whoa, and usually he's grinning. He's got like this kind of laid back attitude about him but when it comes to stuff like this no nonsense mika is deadly serious and this surprises tequila oh my goodness what they're getting right down to business bring out every bomb lance we've got we're going to take down this dragon oh gibbs gets hit oh the captain's on the ground gibbs you okay oh jeez And they're getting worried. Gibbs says, it's going to bring down the ship at this rate. Because it's got its tentacles all over the shop. Oh, no. And they want to shake off the dragon because they're clear of the town. They need to cut the anchor and shake off the dragon. But that's not an option either. Because if they shake it off, then it might just fly back into the town. But the priority here is the ship. and, And as it's going right now, the ship might end up sinking. If they don't shake loose this dragon. We do see Nico, another one of the crew. He gets grabbed by one of the tentacles. And he gets kind of choked out. Oh, no. And this is the first instance of the art kind of being a little hard to follow. Because it looks like either he kind of headbutts the tentacle from the back. Or something stops the tentacle. Uh, and then we do see in the next page, Mika is saying stuff. She's going to hang on for dear life. You can forget about shaking her off. And then this is where Nico kind of lands. And he's like, oh, will you be more gentle next time, Mika? So I don't know if Mika ended up doing something to save Nico It kind of seems like that, but it's kind of hard to follow. But Mika says, we have to take her down here and now. They're going to have to take down this dragon right now. They start shooting at all the tentacles, bang, bang. How many rounds do we have to pump into it? Does this thing even feel pain? Oh my goodness, this just isn't working. And this is where Vanny decides, all right, enough's enough. Tequila, can you grab the stun lance? And this stops Tequila dead in his tracks. Hold it that will ruin the flavor of the meat. They don't want to use the stun lances on the dragon because it won't taste nice afterwards. Oh, no. And he explains, if we're going to kill it, we might as well get it at its tastiest. Once again, Mika is always about the tasty dragon meat, and he wants to get it at its prime. But everybody else, they're more concerned with the ship. There's no time for that. We don't need to care about how good it tastes. We just need to take down this dragon. And, And to be fair, that's what Mika does. He runs off with what looks like one of them bomb lances, Chasing after it. Vanny grabs one and goes after it too. The whole crew running. Cover them. Hey, Jiro. Jiro's going too. So we have Vanny, Jiro, and Mika all rushing towards them. Rushing towards the dragon. As Mika is running, it looks like he's going to get slammed by one of the tentacles. Oh, Vanny steps in and defends him. Always reliable, Vanny. Oh my goodness. And he gets in closer. Then there's more tentacle action. He's rushing towards... what well, looks like maybe the, the center, the mouth... And he runs in close. With a boom, he launches the little bomb lance thing. And then, oh, he gets grabbed by one of the dragon tentacles. And he gets dragged in close to the mouth. And he's just got a crazy grin gonna eat me, huh? No way, because as it turns out, from up above, Jiro jumps in, Jiro launches one of our harpoons right at the dragon, and then once again, it kind of gets a little tricky to follow, because it looks like maybe Jiro gets grabbed by the tentacle and pushed off, Uh uh-oh, and then Takita's running in, she gets knocked down as well, Mika's shouting at him to stay back, as he gets tugged in tight to the teeth, Uh uh-oh, Mika, by your feet, Takita notices that there's one of those little gun bomb land steelies, And Mika reaches for it, grabs it, and then boom. Lovely full page of just Mika getting the finishing blow on the dragon. Which is looking very, like, almost like a Leviathan kind of otherworldly monster here. With all its weird tentacles latched onto the ship. But Mika has landed the final blow. The dragon isn't struggling anymore. And it's kind of, the, the tentacles are kind of unlatching. But then, oh! One of them still got Mika, and then it's kind of getting pulled off. It's dragging Mika along with it. Oh, no. Mika throws one of his little hooks, and it latches onto the ship, just in the nick of time. Mika! Oh, my goodness. Tequila runs over, and oh, there we have Mika hanging down, but he's still looking disappointed. He's like, darn, I used the stone lance. Oh, it's not going to taste good anymore. Oh, jeez Louise. And then, bam, the mission's complete. They've got the hooks going. They're going to grab the dragon. All right, let's eat. And then we're back at the town from earlier on. The ship has landed. Everybody's whining and dining, having a big feast, chewing it, drinking it up. Fanny wants another bottle. Don't overdo it, Vanny. Oh, my goodness. She likes to drink. It's cheese, Louise. And we do see one of the chefs borrowed the kitchen grill to whip something up. It's the steak from the dragon earlier on. You used the stun lance, right? I'm curious how it tastes. And Mika's excited, oh, well, there's only one way to find out. And he grabs a big mouthful and he starts chewing. And then we see the rest of the crew all turning around to have a look. Oh, oh, how does it taste? Oh. <laughs> and then Mika's kind of chewing, having problems. It looks like he's he's chewing away. Uh-oh, it might be a little bit too tough. And he's like, it's great. Totally. And everybody has oh, your face tells a little bit of a different story there, Mika. Uh-oh, shenanigans. But that is just another crazy day in the life of the Draken crew of the Quinzaza. And then we do see, kind of, as we wrap it all up, we go full circle here. It's the next day. They're getting ready to, to fly into the sky again. Tequila's yawning. Jiro says, Tequila, green horns can't go around doing the yawnings. I can't help it. I'm just so sleepy. I'm not a morning person. And it's so cold. But then the dragon whisperer, Mika, chimes in. You won't catch any dragons with that attitude. Dragons are early risers, you know. And then, <laughs> this surprises Tequila. Oh, they are? I didn't know that. Gerald says, oh, it beats me. But well, because the dragon whisperer, he knows these kind of things. And then to wrap it all up full circle, we continue with the narration. Half a century has passed since man took to the air following their elusive prey. The Quinzaza and her crew are one of the few draking vessels still in operation. meat meet... Oil, organs, and the occasional bounty, every crew member has their own reasons for being here. Together, they soar to every corner of the skies, pursuing their prize, the dragons. With no port to call home, they ride the winds, chasing shadows in the clouds as they journey ever onward. And then we, we close pretty much the way we opened, with the same shot of the Quinzaza soaring in the sky, ready to go do more draken shenanigans and hunt down more dragons oh my goodness and that was the end of the chapter and what a nice little story that was that was a nice kind of like it has very similar vibes to red hood hunters guild red hood very similar vibes because it almost has that one shot feel you know that one and done feel like even the way it comes full circle there we start off with the Quinns as they're flying in we have some Dragon hunting shenanigans and then we're flying on again to the next hunt. Just like with, with Grimm coming in and getting ready to do the next hunt. They're joining the Hunter's Guild by the end of it and starting that big adventure. This feels like the start of a grand adventure. And with that whole kind of steampunky vibe, that kind of classic adventuring kind of monster hunter feel going on here. You do have a lot of that vibe going on. And it's very enjoyable. It's a very enjoyable ride. The characters are all fun and quirky. You get some very memorable characters already, like Takeda the Greenhorn and Dragon Whisperer Mika. And it, like, you get, you get the crew, but you don't get the full crew. You know, you get a couple of familiar faces. You get Jiro and Vanny chiming in, but they don't. They don't overload it with the crew, you know. You get the familiar faces and you get an idea of the main cast. And then as we go on, I imagine we'll learn more about the crew. But, but it's nice to just start things off here and just get the main characters here. And a nice quirky little bunch here. The crew, the quins, as a You get the nice back and forth, the banter between them. And it's very fun. So you have the, the funky style. You've got the good characters. The one little hang-up is the art is a little hard to follow at points. Um... Especially during the action with the dragon and everybody jumping in. And maybe because it was so close quarters, it was a bit tricky to figure out what was going on at points. That was kind of the same problem we had with Red Hood as well. At, at times, the art was a little bit tricky to follow. But it also, like, with the unique style of it all and kind of that steampunky aesthetic picture storybook feel to it, it also, that's an excelling point as well. So, like, the art has its hangups, but it's still a. a Big, strong plus, I would say. So, a lot to like here. I'm very impressed. Even that little bit of Food Wars action caught me off guard, if I'm being honest. I wasn't expecting the cooking and the dragon, the dragon steaks, the dragon steak sandwiches. Delicious. So, that could, and even at the very end, you do get a recipe for the dragon steak tail sandwich. uh, Which is pretty simple. And I don't know how easy it'll be to recreate, like in Food Wars, because I don't see many dragons flying around here. But... It's very fun. You know, it all creates that idea of like kind of the lived in world um this Draken kind of culture and this and how it reacts to the rest of society. Everybody not so hard on the Drakens and the crew, but they have that heroic swashbuckling sense to them. And it seems like a good time through and through. So I'm very impressed. I think I'm going to continue forward. I've got the rest of the volume to read. And I probably, as soon as I finish editing this, I'll probably do just that. And read on and see if there's any more Drake and shenanigans. And see what delicious dragon recipes we got cooking up next. Oh, my goodness. With the Dragon Whisperer Mika. Yes, indeedy. But I was very impressed. I could go 8.8. Uh, it, the only reason it's not getting a 9 is because the art is a little bit ropey at times, but I'm very impressed. Uh, a solid debut here, uh, and I think I'm going to continue. I do like the hunting of the dragons, the drake shenanigans by the big. So yes, smiles all around for drifting dragons. Thank you for listening to Luke's Like That Read This on the Weird Science Manga Podcast. Now, you got to do three things before you go. Before I let you go, number one, head on over to our weird manga on the Twitter's Uh, Follow us, and we will follow you back. That is the Weird Science way of doing business. Uh, And it is, of course, your one-stop shop for all the latest and greatest manga news. Oh, boy. Uh, Number two, while you're at it, you will notice that on the Twitter, we have a link to our weirdsciencemanga at gmail.com email address. And through that, you can send us all of your questions and your queries. Uh, You will read them all out, as we do. You send us in your top sevens. Send in your requests. And you might get added to the Manga Monday recommendation list. Oh my goodness. And last of all, last but not least, check out the Weird Science Manga Podcast Patreon where you can get access to the full Manga Monday experience. 14 early access episodes with new episodes added every week for your listening pleasure. It is just that easy. But I want to thank everybody for listening and to stay tuned to the Weird Science Manga Podcast for more manga goodness.